Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 21 of the June and Joe Show. Hi, Joe. Hey, June. Welcome back. It's good to see you. Good to see you. Today is July 8th, and that means we have 68 days until we recall Governor Gavin Newsom. But who's counting? Sounds like you are. (laughs) I'm going to make a countdown clock. I'm also going to send everyone a calendar entry. <laughs> yeah, I had a countdown clock when I ran for office, but uh, otherwise I, I fall behind and then my countdown clocks are inaccurate. So I'm glad you reminded us. 68 days. That's right around the corner. It is. And ballots will drop on August 16th, which is in a month and change. So this is coming up much quicker than we had thought or planned for. But I think it's actually a really good thing. Well, I was going to ask you about that. So, you know, that is big political news since last time we chatted with everybody. The the firm date has been set, September 14th. Um, so, June, you think it's good news for our side? Why is that? I do. I think it's good news because I'm a mom and I've talked to a lot of moms who feel like the coming fall is going to be a normal school year. And it's just not. There's absolutely no way our kids are returning to school for a full five-day school week with no masks. There are going to be disappointments in the upcoming school year, which I think will incentivize parents to go and vote to recall the governor. I think you could be right. Um, Obviously, well, I shouldn't say obviously, most of you listening probably know that the political class thinks that September 14th is worse for Republicans, better for Governor Newsom. I guess the theory is that, you know, people are happy right now. And um, and so let's get the vote. If you're Newsom, let's get the vote done sooner than later until, you know, before people are unhappy about something. So um, I think you may be right, June. I think that one of the other issues is I, I do think there's been learning loss. Um, there's always learning loss over the summer when kids aren't in school. There's always a bit of a curve uh, getting back into it and, and becoming a little more mentally sharp. And I think a lot of parents, whether it's because of COVID or whether it's the natural learning loss that happens over the summer, may blame COVID uh, for that and, and all of the issues we've had with the schools. So the candidates running for governor are going to have to do a good job reminding people of Governor Newsom's lack of leadership when it comes to our public schools and what we all went through as parents and kids uh, in the last year. I also think there are a lot of Democrat voters or no party preference voters out there who don't feel necessarily unhappy right now, but aren't thrilled with Gavin. He does not have a fan following. People aren't out there kind of cheering on what a great job he's done. And I think voter apathy on the no side of the recall will help us tremendously because I tend to think that elections these days are driven more by anger than love. Um, Social media definitely encourages the emotion of anger against a candidate candidate more than love for a different candidate. And I think that will motivate people to go out and vote yes, while many of the people who we would anticipate voting no might stay home. That's an interesting issue. Um, You know, when when elections, let's say 2003, when the last recall happened and and Governor Schwarzenegger came into office, um, our elections look very different. You didn't have all mail ballots like we have right now. You didn't have this 30 days to vote. And I wonder, you know, if people are going to leave that ballot sitting on their counter or sitting on their desk at home 
and not be particularly motivated to to vote it. Um, but then something's going to piss them off during the month. And then they say, you know what? I do want to recall Gavin Newsom. Um, in other words, you know, we just, those of us that want to see him recalled just need to tap into people's uh, emotions at some point during that month. It needs to be something that happens. Um, in, in some ways, maybe that's an advantage. Because um, I, I agree with you. I mean, people are more inclined to vote no on the recall uh, out of out of their their passion for uh, discontent about what's going on, then I think people are motivated to vote against the recall because people aren't that fired up about Gavin Newsom. Right. I feel like if you're feeling apathetic about it or you have no opinion whatsoever, and I think a lot of people out there don't have an opinion, um, you have no motivation to go save his butt. So all of us who want to kick him out, we do have a motivation. And I think that will truly be what pushes us to a victory on the recall. Yeah. I mean, it could be something like gas prices, you know, with Labor Day right before the recall election. I could see a bunch of ads by the candidates uh, against Newsom talking about the gas prices, assuming that they're still sky high and uh, everybody's driving, you know, places for that long weekend. Um, So, uh, and again, I think a lot of people are just not going to realize what's going on. I mean, September 14th, you're not looking for an election. You're not looking for your polling place. People expect that in November, but uh, we'll we'll see how that plays out. Um, And and the other thing too is the unknowns. You know, are we going to have an August surprise instead of the October surprise uh, that could help or hurt Newsom? Um, we'll, We'll have to see. Right. And, you know, there's so many things and so many factors of why people are upset with Newsom, right? Some people are upset because of the schools. Some people are upset because their businesses shut down. Some people are upset because they didn't get their EDD check. Some people's homes are on fire. People are experiencing a major drought. The Central Valley should be fired up about the fact that they have major water issues. It's throughout the state, up and down the state, everybody has something to be angry about and it's just just whether or not that's going to be the motivating factor to go and recall him. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, I remember when governor Brown was elected, uh, you know, the second time, uh, in, in this century and I thought he was going to be a horrible governor and he certainly wasn't my favorite. Uh, but he turned out to surprise me in a lot of ways and, uh, frankly resisted a lot of the extreme policies of the left and vetoed a, a fair amount of legislation that I was surprised he was willing to veto. Um, but, and so he could legitimately take some credit for uh, some of the more favorable business climate in the state because he, he stood in the way of a lot of crazy left policies. But Governor Newsom is not that. Um, and, and, you know, pretty much everything that's wrong with the state, I think Governor Newsom's been on the wrong side of. and. You know, it's again some things he can absolutely do. He can veto legislation. He can propose legislation and try and push to get it through Sacramento. Uh, but a lot of it's also just leadership, standing up to again teachers' unions and talking about how important it is to get our kids back in, in classrooms and all the rest. And he didn't show that either. So I think he's got a lot of responsibility, like you said, for a lot of the problems in the state. Right, and I think there's a sentiment amongst kind of liberty-loving Democrats that it doesn't sit well that the Democrats want to knock on your door and demand to know personal health information about you. And the farther the national narrative pushes to invade in 
your privacy and your freedoms and your liberty, it's not going to make Democrats come out to support their party either. Right. By the way, we haven't said anything about um, homelessness that is becoming <laughs> more and more visible across the state in all of our right. cities. Um, we you know, haven't talked at all about increasing crime, violent crime and other crime. I was reading this morning about uh, all these businesses in San Francisco that are literally closing because the, the crime that used to be, um, you, you know, more penalized is not anymore. And I guess San Francisco uh, even lowered the uh, enforcement of, of any theft below $950. So I think something like 17 Walgreens in San Francisco just decided they're going to close. Um, we're not living in the golden state right now. And I, I think people are going to, I hope people realize this is their chance to make a statement and turn it around. Obviously, you and I have both been on the records. You know, we support Mayor Kevin Faulkner um, and want to see him uh, replace Governor Newsom. But regardless of who you support, um, Newsom's got to go. Right. And we are definitely on Team Faulkner. I can't even say Team Kevin anymore because there's so many Kevins running. But um, Team Faulkner or not, Regardless of where you land on question number two, I encourage and implore everyone to go and vote yes on question number one, because we're going to set the tone for 2022 and we're going to show California that Republicans remain a viable force and that the policies that the left has been pushing um, are not what Californians want. I just can't exactly. see anyone being really enthused about the fact that every Walgreens in San Francisco has closed. I can't see anyone enthused about the fact that our violent crime is up. You may be apathetic, but it's not like you're cheering those policies on. Exactly. Exactly. So, well, there's a lot of other efforts to remove uh, folks here locally in San Diego County. And uh, I don't know if you've seen this stories, multiple stories, actually, about uh, San Diego Union uh, high school district, uh, man, what a mess there in the battle between the apparently, uh, omnipotent teachers union and, uh, versus all of the parents and the board members. Right. It's absolutely crazy to see what's going on in that school district. I believe they have five members and for the first time they have three independent school board members who are not controlled by the union and therefore this independent majority seems threatening to the teachers union up there in San Diego. So they've decided to try and oust every single one of them. It's a bully tactic and it's just so distasteful. So just disheartening to see that the interests of the unions are being placed above the interest of the voters, the parents, the kids. This is wrong. Well, and, and we had Michael Allman on our on our show uh, who talked about the recall effort against him, which is underway. Um, you know, there there's two other uh, board members. And actually, I guess the superintendent also, they, mm -hmm. they ran out of town. The superintendent stepped down as well uh, under threats from the teachers union. But the two other board members besides Michael Allman you know, one of them was appointed to fill a vacancy. Um, it was the African-American man. So someone that added some uh, ethnic diversity or racial diversity to the to the board and teachers union again, you know, 
pushed him out and basically got them to reconsider. And there's going to be a special election now to fill that seat uh, again, because he was independent minded and not backed by the teachers union. Uh, there's another one that uh, that they are claiming doesn't live within the district boundaries, uh, which if it's a legitimate claim, it's a claim that's appropriate to make in my mind. But the the member, uh, the school board member gave up the public documents to show here's my primary residence, here's where I live. And uh, the teachers union hired a private investigator to follow her uh, to, to try and essentially get the same information she was providing voluntarily. And that's, that's you know, it's scary. I mean, these are people who are essentially doing this as volunteers for public service and you may disagree with them, but to be, you know, followed by a private investigator hired by the teachers union just really shows you how aggressive they're willing to be. And she's a long sitting board member as well. It's not like she just came new on the scene and they're contesting her residency. This is just tactic after tactic after tactic that the union is using to try and control our school boards. And one of the things that we've been talking about a lot this year is parents taking control of the school districts back from the unions. And I think this whole mess in San Dieguito shows that that's more important than ever. Really is. And I think parents are appreciating that they actually have a voice. Um, you know, it, it wasn't, I mean, these school board fights used to kind of flare up every few years. There was something in the curriculum for a district that parents would catch wind of and, and want to weigh in on. Um, sometimes there's land use issues with the district that, that catches the attention of, of voters or parents. Uh, but with COVID and the fact that it was essentially statewide, all parents were in the same boat without an option to have their kids being taught by their teachers in any any traditional way where everyone was virtual, um, you know, I think really uh, awoke the beast, if you will. And parents realized, hey, we need to mobilize. We need to be organized. We need to speak up and not just let the teachers unions make decisions for our kids for the 12 years they're in school. Well, we will be following what's going on in San Dieguito and obviously the recall and come back to you all next week with another episode of the June and Joe show. Until then, I hope you all take care. It's great to see you. Take care.